Let's do it. We're live. Hello, friends. Happy Friday. You made it through another week. We are here. We. Oh, how's your week, Anna? What have you been up to? It's been good. Um, I do feel like I my sales have been ticking up just a little bit, which is very promising. Um, is it like but, the time of year, you think, or are you doing stuff? I saw you were doing a coupon. Yes. Oh, what post? Yes, coupons. I've been doing a coupon instead of a sale so far. I think I've only had it on for like two days or something, and no one has used it at all. So, <laughs> well, a public, like a public coupon. Yeah. Yeah. See, I do it all. Um, I have a sale on everything, and then also a public coupon. But how? I was told you can't it. do a sale and a coupon at the same time. Yeah. It it doesn't work for me. The coupon never shows up. I don't know. Mm. Okay, I have both of them on. That's um, I do both because well, let me bring up my store to see. Because normally I always just do sales. I like doing a sale. My computer almost crashed before, so I'm actually not going to do anything because it's like okay. Right. You still me? I like can't see you anymore. Oh no, I'm here. Okay, I'm getting like a spinny wheel. So if I get cut off. I was like frantically deleting all my uh, YouTube videos that I store. Oh, no. for, like, I can't see you. Oh, oh. Hello? Hello. I saw, oh, it just like froze. Okay, I'm not doing anything. It's gonna, okay. <laughs> okay. We might we might lose okay. everyone, and I can't see comments. So if you want to say comments, oh my gosh. Okay, hang on. I yes. It's I, always the worst time, right? Like right before you're on YouTube live. Um. Yes. So you can do a sale and a coupon. Okay, I'm gonna look back into that because I just never, I could never like. I could see where I, it was very confusing to me because I could see where you can choose the priority or whatever of which promotion you're doing, but there was literally a growth advisor back back in the day, early like beginning of this year, who told me. Well, oh, maybe you couldn't have. Maybe you didn't used to be able to because coupons only came out. They oh. updated the coupons in the spring update. Okay, it was before that, so it could be that. Okay, great. Because Good. it'll show at the top of your store, but it doesn't always show on the listing where a sale will show on the listing. Yes. Well, I thought that was interesting because I actually was inspired to do my coupon because I went to your store and I was looking at it. Um, I can't remember why I was like going to go see something something about it. I was like, oh, I wonder how Sarah does this. And so I went to look and all of the listings said, you know, like 30% off with the coupon. Mm. on the on the listing and I for on like your store page and I was like well that's cool I didn't know that coupons could do that I'm gonna yeah, try so I can't show you on my thing but I pulled up my store on my phone and like all of my listings because I have a coupon and a sale has a sale so it'll say like the sale price eight percent off because you know I'm a big discounter over here on that one um but then under it it says an extra 25 percent off so they do the thing with coupons is they will stack on sales so okay. like if you have an item on a sale and a coupon then it will like double but if someone sends you an offer they cannot use the coupon right right okay so great. Out there, but you can Thank stack you all the that. maybe i'm just using outdated information about coupons because that's they me did, my rock. Yes, they did a huge overhaul and yeah. added like different ways and things to do with coupons. I have a video on it. I would yes. link it somewhere, but I'm afraid my computer, like everything. Is like, <laughs> You're like, 
go look it up. I mean, yeah, let's not crash your computer today. It's no, so I'm going to watch on my, I'm going to look on my phone. I can't put up coupons uh, or I can't put up comments up here. Well, maybe. Uh, I can't see what I'm doing though. Okay. We did have a question. Can you see that? What? I put up a comment on the screen. Uh, yes, I can. Yes. What's okay, your best? I cannot see it. Do you want to read it? Yeah. <laughs> you said, what's your best piece of equipment purchases and worst? Oh, yeah. So someone asked me this. They asked it in the live that I did on Wednesday after the live oh. happened. Um, and so I said I would ask it today. So do you oh, want to talk your best? Oh, and my gosh. Equipment? Best piece of equipment, like just completely general equipment. Yeah, I think any. I mean, she was talking. We were chatting then on Instagram about it. Um, Instagram, and she was like, Rolo was her best. Yeah. Well, I, I was going to say I have a Dymo label printer that I love. So similar. Um, I will say there's a couple of unorthodox ones. So actually, if you if you go watch my video from eBay Open about inventory management, I actually go through that. My favorite tools that I use for managing inventory, which is things like the bins that I use, the steel shelving that I use. Do like, you I have an Amazon link, Anna? No. Uh, you I don't need care. to open up an Amazon store and then you get, I mean, I make like 13 cents a month on it. So like, so don't clearly it's spend it all in one place. <laughs> okay. Well, what I should do is get a, a target sponsorship because I actually get all of my, most of my stuff that I use from target yeah. and like, because it like is the sturdiest and I love it and it's like reasonably priced. I can always get it at any time. So that's my I go point. back and forth between Amazon and Target. I don't like yeah. places, but half the time Amazon's out of the bins that I use. So I buy them at Target. Yes, exactly. And I also, here's another, this, if you can call this equipment, I use these big squishable like laundry totes for like toting around my mail. And because I have to go to my storage unit to pull stuff, I collect it all in those to take it back to my house to ship. So that's really helpful. They're better. I just use Ikea bags. Are they better than that? Um, I feel like they are easier to carry when they're loaded down with stuff because they're not so wide. Like oh, and your stuff probably gets heavy, like some of your yeah, yeah. clothing. It does. However, IKEA bags are also the jam. And really quick, I'll turn this around and show you. I have this little a tiny refrigerator. <laughs> this is my shipping station. So this is a, this little red guy. Is it an actual refrigerator? Yes, it has like it holds like six cans or something, and or like four bottles of water. And then oh, this is like a huge speaker, and I actually love those two things very much um, because. They keep me hydrated and entertained while I'm shipping. And like that is everything to me. So <laughs> because you're shipping a gazillion things and you're out yeah. there for hours, right? Hopefully. Yes. Especially on Mondays. Yeah. Yeah. Before the last couple of months of things being really slow, I would regularly be shipping like between 50 and 90 things on a Monday. Like it just. Oh, see, that sounds awful. It was. <laughs> I mean, that'd be like my whole day would be shipping right. that. But I know when my, like, so this time last year, we talked about this last week, right? Yeah. Um, comparing year over year. And I just did my how much money I made video. So I'm late, but I know it's September. I need to go watch like your entire catalog of videos. <laughs> oh, that would take you forever. We just start. And some of it's like old news, but every month I look at my profit and loss statement and show you yeah. like all the way down to my net and how much I save for taxes. And I just did it for September. I was going to say August. I just closed out September. Yes. Um, and my gross was half. I did 12,000 gross last year in September. And I did like 65 this year. 
my net though and i mean spoiler alert for those who are watching um i go into it in my video my net is not that bad so that's half yeah and my net is probably like 10 percent down wow because i i've changed my uh, model i used to do liquidation so right right really high and i've moved seeing this trend happening i was like what can i do to like lower my yeah um, your overhead costs. yeah um so that's it so that video is coming out next week i think um for those of you subscribe and hit that uh i think we do have questions you might have to keep i'm looking at the chat on here i don't think that let me see this the question how about a mark down sale coupon combo in your store is that showing on the screen yeah uh i don't know if it's showing on the screen yes it is showing on the screen I don't see it on YouTube yet. YouTube looks frozen on my end for some reason. Oh, I can see it on here and I can see like people's icons, but I can't see the words. My computer is going to crash. Let's hope it lasts for an Please. hour. For another, yeah, I was going to say for another like 30 minutes. Yeah, so we were talking about the, you can do a sale and a coupon. Do you think you'll go back? So you haven't, your sales are increasing. You added a coupon, but you've gotten no one use a coupon. So it's not the coupon that's doing it. No, but also that was only a couple days ago. And I usually do have things on some amount of sale, like all the time. Um, and I and do have listings, right? You increased your, you're working on increasing your promoted listing percentage. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhat just, just a little bit by like a point basically I'm bumping up my, what I'm willing to pay over the suggested ad rate by one point. Um, right now I'm in about a three in the middle of like a three week period where I'm testing the current level, which I think is, I'm willing to pay up to 2% above what this over the suggested ad rate is for the category. So, and yours is all, all over the place. They're all different. Right. But it was really cool because my um, ads like growth advisor was able to show me like, okay, let's open up, you know, let's take like a sampling of your of your items basically and see like, what is the range of suggested ad rates across all these different categories? You know, if we set a cap on that, like which items, if there's only a handful of them that are like really high suggested ad rates, like then we don't really care about that handful of items as much as we care yeah. about this being effective for the whole store. So it was cool to see how to think about that, I guess, like as a strategy. Is it something that they pulled for you or that's something on eBay that you can look at? I think it's something on eBay you can look at, but I'm honestly not sure. I can't remember like which thing, which tab we were under to look at it. Yeah. Sure. And I can't, I can't, my, everything's frozen right now. I'm <laughs> yeah. not even going to like talk too loud because it might break down. I know. You're like, I'm going to speak softly to you. I know. Oh, I don't know. My, yeah. I wait until like the very last point. Like I save every, I think I have YouTube videos on my, like I save them because yeah. I need them from two years ago. Yeah, um, put them on an external. Well, right. But then I wait until my computer crashes to do that. And then it's always like, yeah, uh, we can't do anything right before I'm going live or that happened right before eBay opened. And I was like, well, I should. And so then it's on my to since eBay opened, right? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been on my to do list. It's been a, a quick minute, which speaking of that, by the way, um, and our super fun times in California, the uh, new eBay podcast, the Seller Spotlight podcast with Georgia came out. And um, I didn't listen to Chase's yet, but I did get the chance to listen to Ken's today. And it was so good. I was oh, like, so Chase and Chen, or Chase and Ken are on it. Yes. they. I think they're like the first two episodes. Um, and they're quick. They're like, I think Ken's episode is like 11 or 12 minutes. Like they're supposed to be like 15 minutes, you know, 
which is, you know, people's commute, a lot of people's commute. Yeah. Um, so it's good. Because there's an eBay for business podcast. Yeah. And oftentimes they do seller spotlights on there. Are they not doing any more seller spotlights and it'll be more like. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, they do definitely have different kinds of episodes and different kinds of content on the eBay for business. I think the spotlight is going to be just more focused. And so I don't know that they will totally not do them at all. Or they might even like, I don't know if they would do this, but possibly cross post. Like we're going to feature one of our seller spotlight episodes, you know, and Georgia is the interviewer because she's the host um, of the podcast. But um, I'm really not sure how much they're planning to cross pollinate like that. But um, I bet but, they have content that they could do with that, which is probably why they yeah. did a different podcast, right? Like, yeah, why they would like split it off. Cause some people are like, I just want to know like the corporate update stuff. I don't care about hearing about people's stories. And some people are like, blah, blah, blah. This is boring. I need to know that I'm mm-hmm. part of the community. You know, I want to hear about these other people. If so. you guys have no idea what we're talking about, let me rein it back in. <laughs> for business podcast, I, it is one of, for me personally, it's one of the best resources because I can listen to it while I'm doing something else. Um, and yeah. the information that they give is always very timely. They always talk about the seller updates when they come out, anything that's changed. And for those who don't have, like after going to eBay open, I now have emails for people at eBay that I can be like, hey, I can like... But I didn't have that before. And you can send emails yeah. to the eBay for Business podcast and they answer them quickly within yeah. like weeks. Sometimes they take like a month or two off of the podcast and they like record ahead. Um, but I asked a question a couple of weeks ago and they answered it two episodes later. Um, That's awesome. And so if you're a people out there that are watching and you're like, I have questions for eBay, I don't know how to ask. Um, and Griff and is it Brian? Brian, I yeah. I was like, I could see him. Yeah. Um, are they will do they and Griff's the oldest employee, right? Like he knows everybody or one yeah. of the I think employees. he was number like eight or something. So oh. I think he's the oldest employee that still works there. Probably maybe. so, yeah. Okay, I can't see any of these comments, friends. I'm so sorry. I'm trying to look. I'm not gonna be able to put it on the screen because it's just all blank to me, but I am looking on my phone. So oh, okay. uh the overflowing cart says I did a 10% off sale on eBay and 500 items for a week just to see what I get. Keep us updated. I always like seeing people's strategies. So definitely yeah. uh best equipment is that darn rollo printer. <laughs> we got we have a couple rollo shout outs and a fellow Dymo lover. Woo! Yes, so what's funny is that we talked about our printers on my Wednesday live. Um, and everyone had Dymos and I was the only one with a Rolo. Oh, really? I think the Rolos are like, they seem a little more like modern and cool. But I, but the my Dymo I bought like on eBay for an absolute steal. And I just love it so much. I just can't believe how fast it prints. It still blows my mind every day. <laughs> I think that, I know, I think the Dymo came out sooner. First, like it's yeah. been around for longer. Um, But when I was looking at buying one, I only got one maybe two years ago. Yeah. And it seemed like there was more like issues and it could have been like past issues that they've, but like it gets jammed up and I didn't yeah. read that with the Rolo. I did, however, do, they sent me the wireless Rolo for like a beta test, Ooh. Um, which I was super excited and I still have it in my basement. I am not a fan. Um, I, I don't hate it. And if that is your only option, it works for me. The struggle is it's connected to your wireless. So if your wireless goes out, then you have to like go through and redo everything. Oh yeah. And mine's in the basement. So sometimes it gets like, it just never works right. And the, my other Rolo is, I have my old computer in my basement. So it's only my shipping and it's hardwired in and it just works so much quicker. Um, yeah. I've been thinking about doing, giving my wireless Rolo away. 
like doing a giveaway with it because I've used it like twice. Right. <laughs> when I was doing beta testing, and it's so fine if someone wants it. Yeah, I don't really necessarily need it. Um, all right, let's see. How do you do that for a week? Tape measure. Oh, tape measure. Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. Right here. Retractable. There you go. One. I use you probably have like more. Right. So if you guys are new and you don't know Anna, she sells everything. Um, I do fashion. So I just have a yardstick. Um, yes. I don't need, I don't usually need to go much further than that. Do you ever use like a dress tape for like littler stuff? I don't do or? littler stuff. Um, <laughs> I do have a dress tape for when it gets really long because it's yeah, only yeah. 35 inches. So if it's like a maxi dress, um, but it, yeah. we were talking about this on my Monday live or my Wednesday live, it, it, it's, it's, 15 seconds time savings, but like unrolling it and unwrapping it, like yeah. it's where a yardstick lays completely flat. Like, yeah. Well, and I can do it most like on a shirt, I will do the armpit to armpit and then the length as well. Um, and it's one yeah. last photo. I love that. Okay, here we, we have a question. I might be able to tell me if this is it based off of the question is, Sarah, do you use suggested ad rate or a certain percentage across all listings? Is that the question that's showing on the screen? Yes. And that is the most recent question that I can see. Okay. And I don't think, and just quick thing to friends, if you guys are asking questions, one, I can't see them. So I, my apologies. Um, but do put like a question like in, uh, or like a bunch of question marks, something that's going to catch my eye so I can see yeah. it, so I can make sure not to skip over it. Question, suggested ad rate or certain percentage across all listings. So I recently did a promoted listing video. I think it came out last week. Um, I'm really, I used to only do 2% and I was doing really high sales to give the money to the buyer, right? Like I would make the same net, but I was like, I'd rather give 10% off to the buyer than 10% to eBay. And I did a scenario like two years ago and that seemed to provide more sales for me. Well, it's been two years, so... You should try things out in two years and <laughs> try things again. Right. Nice. Things change. Um, and so I recently went from 2% and went to trending on, so you can make a campaign. Um, I didn't want to do it on everything because it can kind of be scary if it all sells. Right. So I made a campaign and I do this all in my video um, of how to do it. And then my results, but I went to trending and I think I added like plus 15%, like just huge to kind of see like what would happen. Yeah. Um, and it worked. Uh, it definitely increased. So I think what's happening, at least for me, is two years ago, promoted listings were newish. Yeah. And so not many people were using them. And the floor was probably 1% then, right? They right. raised the floor to two. Right. I think we talked about this last week, right? Like at what some point it's going to have to like cap out because- yeah. We're all just like, we're all going to keep increasing it to get better than the next person. Right. Um, so right now I am messing around with, instead of like old inventory, I would do like a 50% off sale. And now I'm doing like a 30% off sale and I'm going to promote it at like 20% or something ridiculously high to where yeah. my net's going to be the same, but hoping to get more eyes on it. Um, yeah. And talking with my growth advisor, he's like, your click-through rates are better than average, average you know, yeah. like everything is better than average. So in my mind, I'm like, well, I just need to get it in front of more people. Yeah. And so I'm doing promoted listing. So I'm playing with it. Make sure to follow and subscribe because I will do videos right now. I am promoting everything at trending. Um, and then the older it is, the more like up or down I'm willing to do to a cap. I think I have my cap at like 25% for really old stuff. Yeah. Which is kind of scary, but Poshmark's at 20. Right. And I pay that. Um, 
Although my fees, I looked at my fees this last month and I was at eBay used to be like 13% fees. They're up to 18%. <laughs> so promoter listings is working, right? But you have, I don't know, you have to pay for it. And so we're going to have to find that fine line of. Yeah. I feel like with a lot of things or I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's true. I'll stand by that statement. <laughs> with a lot of different aspects of running my store, I found that I have to like Goldilocks try things where it's like, I'll try it and no, no, that's too little. And I have to try it until I reach no, no, that's too much. And then I truly know, like, yeah. there's no way to really find the happy medium, which can be a moving target because things change and the times change and the economy changes and the market changes. And so that's why I'm such a big fan of like trying stuff. But like, I find that I have to almost like, you know, smack into both sides of the bumpers <laughs> to truly figure out what the happy medium actually is. Well, see, you start on the low end and I'm like, man, let's start at 25%. Yeah. Which honestly, like in a way, like we are, we are creeping, you know, up higher and higher, mm -hmm. but I am very interested to do something similar to that. Like, but again, like during, for me, seasonality wise, like during Q4, it's going to be hard to kind of tease out, you know, I normally do like almost a third of my revenue for the year in Q4. And so like, if I'm wildly promoting or discounting things during that quarter, like what if I'm just totally giving away profit that I still would have made those sales anyway, people would have been willing to pay yeah, more for them or whatever. So it's kind of, it's, it's funny because I feel like also as sellers, we get like grumpy sometimes with eBay and we're like, why are you guys changing everything right before Q4? Like, why are you giving us a new tool or like a new interface? Yeah, or whatever? Yeah. But then also like, it just so happens that right now in my life, I'm like, okay, I have 12 and a half thousand items. I would kind of like to semi-liquidate some of this because I might be like moving sometime in the near future and I don't want to move all that stuff. But I also don't want to like shoot myself in the foot during Q4. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, but cause I've had this internal conversation too, which is why I like this call. Yes, let's externalize it. Internal. Yeah, yeah. I could talk to someone else about it besides my husband. <laughs> right. who's like, cool. What are you going to do? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm spewing information at you. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I've had this conversation too, but then I, at the end of the day, I'm like, it, it maybe could have sold in three months, but if it sells now and I had to pay 10% to sell it now, and then let's say I made $30 on it, that's six more items that I could right. have that are also going to sell that like, yes, I don't, I don't want eBay permanent listings to get to where I'm paying 50%. I appreciated that my fees were like 13%, but I'm also willing to pay up to 20% on uh, Poshmark. And so I'm kind of messing with it to see. I would yeah. rather put things. And for me too, some of it honestly is ego. Like if I have a sales day where I only have two items, I'm like, well, obviously I have to quit because I'm the worst reseller ever. And I'm like oh, spewing yeah. information on YouTube that I don't know what I'm talking about. Where when if I have you, raise your hand if you've had that day this week. <laughs> uh, it was yesterday. Yesterday I was like, what is happening? But then exactly. Tuesday I had like a while, right? It's a roller coaster, and that's why we look at averages. Um, yeah. but some of it Thank too is God for averages. Oh, right. I'm like, I'd rather pay five percent just to have a couple more sales um and continue on with my life. Yeah. Uh all right, let's see if we I have a question regarding hiring a virtual assistant. It says please please help. Okay, ask oh. the question. <laughs> but it doesn't say the question, so feel free to oh, ask well. the question. I do have a processing question or processing playlist that has a whole video on my 
virtual assistant process as well as uh, um, tips, but feel free to ask a question. Is there another one? Yeah, there's a few other questions. So um, Taylor, yes, there you go, says- I I'm can brand see the icon, I can't see the question then. Okay, so that was Taylor. Yeah, I'm brand new to selling on eBay. Do you recommend accepting lower offers to start in order to gain initial feedback since I'm starting out with zero? I'm gonna let you go and then I'll- well, I recommend accepting a lower offer all the time if it's like an offer that you're willing to take because like I know for both of us we uh, me and Sarah I'm speaking for you now but you can definitely chime in but like we you know are both really conscious of like our overhead and how much we've paid for items but you know also it's like a balance between what you've kind of what you have in it right and also the time that you've put in to like list it and everything and also the fair market value like you don't want to just be giving stuff away you know like but that changes over time and i think i you hear yeah. so many times people are like oh it's a low ball offer and i'm like because so i had an offer this morning and i it was listed at 55 and they offered like 25 and i was like oh that's kind of a to me like over yeah, under 50 like under 50 are you kidding me yeah right and so i was like and but before i like i was like oh this is a low offer i'm gonna counter i went and looked at the comps and the comps were 25 to $32. And I was like, okay, it's the low end of the comp, but like, am right. I really going to hold out for seven more dollars in hopes that someone else? Right. And, and then also, I like, well, I looked too, and there was like 15 other pairs listed. And I was, I was like, so well, they're going to get it from someone else. Yeah. So what did you, did you accept it or did you counter? No, I accepted it. Because I feel like in that situation, for me, I, I'm like, okay, well, what have my sales been like today? Could I use a $25 bump on my sales today? Yes, I certainly could. I'll take it. Or I'll be like, okay, well, maybe my knee-jerk reaction would have been, well, I'm going to counter 50 because I have it li listed for 55. And I kind of want you to know that that's ridiculous. That you offered me less than half of what I'm asking. My favorite is when people message you, what, how much do you want for this item? I'm like, the list price is a pretty good indication of what I want for this item. I actually told my husband that today. I had one of those, what's the lowest you will offer? Yes. And my initial reaction is what's the highest you'll pay? A hundred percent. But at the end of the day, I want to make a sale. And so I legitimately right. was like, what is the lowest that I will offer? Because they're maybe yeah. willing to pay it. And I said the lowest that I would offer plus $5. Because I was like, I really probably will <laughs> But like, I'm gonna, right? But it was still like $20. $5 for my dignity. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Right. Well, because negotiation too. Because if I said 20 and then they were like, well, how about yeah. a couple of bucks less? I would have been like, okay, fine. Yeah. Um, but so I told them for, it was listed at like 60 and I told them the lowest I would take was 40 and they bought it. Yeah. Where if well, I would have been like, what's the highest you'll take? They probably they may not have, they would have just, yeah, moved along. Right. And well, so had they sent an offer for $40, I would have just accepted it. Right. And so it, I think that's really good to like be able to kind of be an observer of yourself and go like, okay, I have a, I have a knee jerk reaction to this, but also what would I actually take if someone blindly sent me an offer right now, what would I accept? Because right. that's just, that's being honest, but it's, it's exactly what you're saying. It drives your negotiation strategy, you know? So it's like, okay, yeah, you went and rechecked the comp. So if you decided instead of just accepting it, if you were like, well, I'm going to counter offer, maybe you would have counter offered like 30 instead of 50, you know? Yeah. yeah. And like, that might have been this is the thing to a counter offering. I always think about if I counter and they don't accept it, how am I going to feel? And 99% of the time I will be disappointed that I didn't make the sale. Mm. And that's what I usually don't counter where I, every once in a while I'll have an item that I'm like, I have sold this before. Like I know this yes. 
therapist? Most of the time, not. I am going to answer the question because we've kind of been talking around it too. Yeah, totally. Feedback up. I agree with Anna, like absolutely all the time. Like I accept most offers all the time. When you're starting out, yes. When I started out on eBay after about eight months and not getting the volume, I went in and did like a 50% off sale on everything. My average sale price decreased. It was like half of what it was on Poshmark, but after a month and getting that volume and you want, so some of it's the feedback, but you also to be top rated. I just did a video like two weeks yeah. ago on what eBay is looking for. Volume. It's top. Well, and anything that they have as your top rated, that's what they want you to do. And one of the items is selling a hundred items. The faster you can get to that, the more exposure you're getting yes. and the more uh, and top rated. And so I would honestly do each and everything that you can do to yeah. get, especially if you're in a highly saturated, that's because great. you're selling against people who have been on for 20 years, right? Like, yeah, like run, like, have a profitable business, but accept those offers. Yes. Well, and two, when I took it, when I did like this, trying to get the volume on eBay and get it going, I did it in like a marketing standpoint. If I was a new business, I would be spending money on, I keep saying newspaper ads, but that's not like a thing, but I would be spending money on marketing. Right. right. Like you would be spending money on getting your name out there. And we don't necessarily have to do that in the e-commerce world. Um, so I was like, I'll take a hit for a month to have long-term. And after that month, my eBay sales are, you know, three, four times of what they are Poshmark. And so it was absolutely worth it. You're like, that was totally worth it. Yeah. I think it's interesting too. Side note. Sorry. This is a good question from Daniela though. I want to hear your answer to it. Um, I, I, don't, I just put it on. That you're, you're going and and kind of like turning apples and oranges into apples and apples with like your promoted listings and Poshmark, like the cut that you're willing to give up from each. I think yeah. that's super interesting. So um, can you see this question or shall I read it? No, no, I can't. I'm relatively okay. new seller. Is it that one? Yes. And this, I can't share you my screen because I could show you exact numbers. Uh, if my goal is to replace my current income of 60K, how can I do this from selling $15 items? Is this possible? Yes, it's absolutely possible. Uh, question is one, is it 60 gross? Because this is the struggle too, is you have to like, if you are living off of 60K, you probably really need closer to 120-ish yeah. gross because you have fees, you have cost of goods, you have like your small business, you have taxes, you have, right? Yeah. So we're going to, so I can't show you. <laughs> if you send me a DM, Daniela, I, normally I would show you my screen and I have a golden formula for reseller spreadsheet. It's linked down below and you can type in numbers yes. and it'll tell you exactly what you have to do. Oh my gosh. I want to look at that. That's amazing. Oh, also, I'll do it too. I'll yes. do this the next time and maybe your computer won't be about to crash. <laughs> I do. I show the uh, formulation uh, or the spreadsheet on probably like like all the time half of my videos. Yeah. Um, but, and I normally, I have it up, I have the tab up, but if I go to it, I'm terrified. I'm going to like it. No, do not. Danielle, so well, let's do the quick math. So if you're selling, let's do it. It depends on what you're selling and what your sell through rate is. Let's assume you're doing like 10%, 5% sell through rate, $15 items likely would have a higher sell through rate. So we'll say $120,000 gross. We will divide that by, hold on, let me think of the math. Anna, you talk real quick while I do the math. <laughs> Is there another question? I'll figure, normally I have a spreadsheet to do it, but let me do the math. Okay, so let's see. I'm just looking here. I can put another question. Another. Or if there was something we had talking I'm gonna. Points. I'm going to answer a shipping question really quick. Oh, yes, that's good. Which one is it? Um, perfectly blessed. Is it the this one? Yes, that one. 
So um, they ask, if you charge for shipping and do calculated, do you pass on the eBay savings to your customer? Um, okay, so I will answer this because I ship all kinds of different things. I use all kinds of different shipping services. And it really, for me, it really depends. So I do not pass on the savings. Well, first of all, if I'm going to use like USPS and it's say it's like a pair of jeans or something that's going to be between one and two pounds and it fits in one of these lovely flat rate envelopes that I use the crap out of, then yes, I might just put those, I might have a shipping policy, like a business policy for shipping that says, you know, it's a flat rate and it's this. And then, then I'm able to pass the savings on that way. However, I don't go in and give like refunds a lot for like shipping overage because I'm also having to provide the shipping materials and the time and I don't charge a handling fee at all for things. And but the fee, sorry, I was, I zoned you out for a second, but oh, we no, get a fee on shipping too, right? Did you mention that? Yes. Oh, we have or I haven't, but, but yes. Oh. <laughs> Thank you for adding that. Right. Um, but I will say that there are times uh, when, for example, for whatever reason, the buyer might like select a shipping service. And when I go in to actually ship the item, it's all packed up. Maybe it's fragile. Maybe it's double boxed in a case and packing peanuts twice. And, like, maybe it's a whole big deal, right? And if that's the case and I realize like, oh, well, they selected priority mail or parcel and it will get there faster with better insurance and for $20 cheaper with UPS then I will choose UPS instead of what they selected and I will refund them the difference if it's like a significant difference. Will you if do that without asking them? Uh, Yeah, if it's a lot, if it's like a big difference. If it's not and it's like, oh, it's like, you know, three or $4, I'm like, well, that pays for my packing peanuts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, if it's not like a free USPS shipping supply, and, you know, there's only so much free eBay branded stuff that I have. I try to reuse and recycle as much as I can with shipping. But there are definitely expenses when you ship a bunch of different stuff like I do. Mm -hmm. And so most of the time I'm like, they were willing to pay that. They already paid it. You know, so unless it's just like egregious and I'm like, oh, this poor person, like they're just throwing an extra $20 at me for nothing. <laughs> like then I will give that. Back. Don't know. Yeah. So, I wonder. So I only ship USPS. Yes. Or USPS and it's first class or like priority flat rate. So very rarely do I have that situation um, yeah. where they select. I have a couple then, different options. Even um, then you get a discount on the labels though. So they're yes, asking, yes. do you pass that discount onto your buyer? Yeah, yeah. No, but my, uh, to, my thing was if like selecting like this last week I had, I accidentally put, um, it was a first class item and I accidentally put priority mail as the option to select. Oh. Um, and I knew that I could ship it quicker first class, but I didn't want to select that because I told them priority. Right. Yeah. And that was what I was saying. Like, and I don't know enough about shipping. Oh yeah. FedEx, like it's all savings. Yeah. It didn't matter to the buyer. Well, I want to say one thing to that, because I have that sometimes on some of my listings. I mean, now literally over 10,000 of my 12 and a half thousand items are free shipping. So it kind of doesn't matter most of the time, but sometimes it still does. Mm. Um, whenever I have something that I thought was going to have to go priority and it turns out that I can actually ship it under a pound, it's not super valuable. It's not super breakable. So I should just send it first class, but they've paid for priority. If I'm shipping it like a day earlier than they think I am, it's still going to get there when they expect it. 
and I can save a couple bucks. I do. However, if somebody, I don't have the price or the weight or anything on the label, you can like opt that out of what's on the label so they don't get it and go, oh my gosh, this was only $4 and I paid $9, you know. Oh, on the eBay back end, you can take it off? Yeah, on the shipping label page. If you, not in bulk, I don't think you can do it in bulk. I think yeah. you can, I don't know. I haven't used bulk hardly at all. So maybe you can. So I take yeah. that back. But you definitely can when you do it individually. But at the same time, I've had that happen before where like I'm just in the zone shipping stuff and I genuinely like didn't realize they had selected the other one and I didn't even weigh it. I just shipped it first class and yeah. then they notice and they're like, uh, I paid for priority shipping. See, yeah. that's what I'm scared of. But I'm like, but it got there on time and it's not broken. So we don't need the insurance. But, you know, if someone calls me out on that and I and I accidentally totally overlooked it, I will refund them the difference after that. I'll be like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry we overlooked that. Like, here's your difference back. You still got your item. Yeah, but nine times out of ten, people just don't even care. They don't even look. And so there's probably been many times that that has happened. And uh, I mean, not so much anymore because I'm more organized than I used to be. But. I'm sure it happens occasionally and most of the time it's just a non-issue. So, I mean, I don't want to be with anyone, but there's a lot of costs involved with shipping, like the supplies and everything. So I don't feel too bad about like keeping a couple extra bucks every once in a while. And I agree. And your time and your, like, that's fine. I think if it's like, you know, $50 difference where with me, that would never happen. Like I don't, nothing yeah okay i figured out the math so we'll go back to the The sorry friends i do have a spreadsheet golden formula for resellers it is linked down below and you can type in all kinds of different numbers and it'll tell you all of these things for you but let's say that you want to make 60k net so we're just going to bump that up to 50 percent for the sake of ease and go for 120,000 gross. Um, so if you divide that by $15 items, that's 8,000 items a year that you have to sell each month. That's 666 items you would have to sell um, at a 10% sell through. So this is what it's going to depend on what you sell, but $15 items, depending, probably are going to have a pretty good sell through rate. Typically lower price items sell faster. We'll put a 10% sell through rate. That means you'd have to have 6,600 66 items available yeah be able to make that happen now this is math and so you can change you know you bump yourself through rate up to 15 percent. you're gonna have to have less items you increase your average sale price this is all of what my channel is about yeah um, you want to i i have other videos coming out and maybe next week i can show it because my computer is gonna crash Danielle, you are in the right place though to be asking these exact kind of questions that is oh that's my my kids are off today so i don't have to jet like i normally do um okay do we have other questions if you charge i think i saw did someone do a super chat that i saw thank you yes there is thank you so much thank you thank you i don't have fun little graphics for super chats but i was i don't know what a super chat is but that sounds great oh it's like a paid okay so now Oh, yeah. I don't think I can see them. Okay. Oh, here we go. Someone, Julie, ha- is this Julie? The question, do you start the same price across Posh and eBay? Is that the right question coming that's across? Great question. Yeah, that's the right one. Um, You're only on eBay, so I'll answer this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, so I have virtual assistants. They price it. They comp it on eBay. I know myself pretty well enough that sometimes I go in and change it. But for the most part, I'm like, it's not like I could probably sell it for $5 more, list at $5, but it's not worth my time figuring out like down to the couple dollars. Um, and then I have a, her, she cross lists it over to Poshmark. And so what I currently have her doing is you set the listing or the original price at $9.99. Um, and then it gives you like, 
you can click on it and it'll take you to the comps on Poshmark. I have a reel on my Instagram so you guys can visually follow what this is, uh, but it'll take you to the comps. And what I have heard doing is if the comps on Poshmark are higher than what I have listed on eBay, then increase it um, to whatever the comps would be. If the comps are selling lower on Poshmark than they are on eBay, to leave it alone. Um, so that it is the same. So it's either listed the same as eBay or higher, depending on what it is, it will go higher. There are certain times that she's like, okay, this is comping on Poshmark, like $20 less. And like, if it's a significant amount, then she lets me know. And I look at it and sometimes it just really is much lower on Poshmark or sometimes I have it completely wrong on eBay <laughs> and, <laughs> and I should lower it on eBay as well. Yeah. Um, but this is part of what happens when you have a virtual assistant too, right? Like it's just in general, we do things and sometimes these onesie twosies um slide by yeah um we have things to talk about we were having lots of questions i know well i was just i actually just popped over to our little running list here because that reminded me of of one of the things we have on there about cross-listing and that's something that i have never tried um and i'm like i have no idea if it's like worth the effort or not for me because I'm not in one category and I, I couldn't cross list like my whole store, you know? I mean, you could. Could I? Yeah, you could. If I if I were in your situation, especially because you're trying to get rid of stuff before you move and there are items that you already have. They sure um, Poshmark has opened up to everything. Hmm. Macari from in talking and people in the chat could tell. You, obviously, I'm only fashion, so Poshmark is a great place for that. They have opened it up to everything else, though. And I've heard that Macari is pretty good about some of those. Hmm. That getting, so I have List Perfectly, and then there's Vendu. Um, if you guys want List Perfectly, 30% off and link down below um, to try it. And I think you can try it for two weeks free. Hmm. If I were in your position, I would probably find like a virtual assistant because it's easy. You already have it all filled out. All they have to do is hit a couple of buttons and it's listed. Huh. Um, I would probably pay a virtual assistant to cross list everything and you can increase your sell through rate and try and liquidate some of that stuff just by doing it. Because if you could find someone to do it, it would probably take you weeks to do it all and all of the other things that you do, but paying someone else five, 10 bucks an hour, like. Yeah, true. I I would try it. Okay. Well, I'm going to write that down and I may try it. Add it on. Keep us posted. Or try it with like, I mean, I don't know the things that you sell, but maybe just certain like Well, I could, I mean, for example, I could start with just my clothing and shoes and yeah. accessories. I mean, I have a bunch of that stuff. I also have everything else. <laughs> so, right. Well, I would probably, yeah, I would probably start with a category. I think do you do plushies and stuff? I think I've heard those do well on Macari. I have stuffed animals, mm-hmm. but it's not it's nothing like super special, although Um, I will say I love selling stuffed animals. I think because I was obsessed with stuffed animals when I was a kid and I mean, I still love them, but you know, I, I just like loved stuffed animals so much, but I had one of the most like touching things that ever sales I ever made on eBay, which is really sad. So like brace yourself to be a little bit sad, but I had this like super random, I don't think I've told this story on here or maybe not to you at all actually, but um, I had this super random, like small it wasn't like a happy meal toy but it was like some small little like you know i don't know little stuffed animal like a webkin stuffed animal or something i can't remember what it was and it was i think someone bought it they bought it outright you know for like i don't know 10 or 12 dollars like 
it's one of those things I got free and like a huge bundle of stuff. And I was like, why not? Like, yeah, I can sell that. I can list this in two seconds. Like, why not? But this, this person bought it and then they messaged me after they bought it. And they just said like, thank you so much for selling this item and having this available. My daughter, um, my daughter's best friend, like who are eight, her and her eight-year-old best friend, her best friend just died and she gave hers to like put it in her casket at the funeral. And so I got this one so they could each have one. Okay. Like I got chills. I know. So did I. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is like the most, that is so humbling and like so incredible. Like I just thought, whatever, I'll just throw this $10 like little piece of crap like on the internet. Yeah. And, and then it, it's like, on that so much to someone like that like that was just like it really floored me but speaking of stuffed animals it's just amazing I love when when buyers like have something like like impactful like that to share and they like go out of their way to tell you because I feel like you probably get that more than I do because mine is usually like hey I really wanted this last year and it sold out at the store so I'm glad that I could get it yes no one had my size yeah yeah, I don't really have. I mean, I don't think I've ever had like a sentimental. I'm trying to think. It's, I don't think I've ever had. It's like, a really crazy when that kind of stuff happens. Like occasionally it does, and it just like it adds this really rich layer of meaning, and it's so cool because yeah, that I mean, there was nothing like special to me about that little stuffed animal, but that yeah. person's probably gonna keep it the rest of their life, and it's gonna mean so much to them, and that's just like so neat to me. I love that. I know a lot of parents, um, like if their kids had like a stuffy that they can't sleep without, or like their favorite, and they. and they like don't make it i know a lot of like toy or stuffy sellers yes stories um i'm the mean mom that i'm like well guess you shouldn't have left it there so sorry there's consequences (laughs) no it's so true i've had a few of those a few of those who are parents are like thank you so much oh my god my child is losing their mind like like, i did my my daughter left something she was probably like four so she could talk but not like super like articulate um and she left something at somewhere I was like, I'm not driving back if it's not there. So I made her call, my little four-year-old. I made her call. And the people, actually, we were on speaker, so I was there to help and stuff. But I was like, I'm not driving back if it's not there. I will take you back if you left it there. But you need to call and ask him and have them save it. And you can see that you can hear the people on the other side. Like this little four-year-old was like, oh, my gosh, my favorite stuffed animal. That's It was really cute. Did they have it? Uh, they did. Yes. Yeah, so oh, good. I was like, I must know. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. No, they had it and we drove back. And it was somewhere that we normally go. It was more about like the lesson to learn. Like, yes. In it. Um, questions. Did we have other things that we wanted to chat about? Or are you okay putting? Are you getting a virtual assistant? I see that you have the MUA attempt. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. So kind so of. MUA my- is multi-user access account account access yeah it's um or is it multi-user yeah yeah i think it's account access but anyway it's it's for like virtual assistants you can give other people access to your account like limited access yes um so it's sort of virtual assistant it's my sister-in-law who already is my real life assistant but basically i was clicking through something on ebay and it prompted me to turn on two-factor authentication for my whole account and i turned it on Huh? I thought we had to do that like a year ago. Right. So I never had to for some reason, but, but it like, I like stumbled into that or whatever. I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Whatever. And then I realized like, you know, thus far, I mean, I trust her with my life so she can log in as me. Like, I don't care. But anyway, she 
would have to, I mean, eBay was going to text me a code every time she was logging in on the app to do drafts. And I was like, no, no, no. Going to set up this multi-user thing, except they don't have it in the app yet. It's only on desktop. And she does like virtually all of her stuff through the app. On the app. Oh, see, mine must do it on the computer. Yeah. So fun fact. But they don't, for the, for the identification, after they know your computer a couple times, they don't send it to you. Oh, really? Well, that's good to know. I'm, but it was always going to be through the app. Like she pretty much only uses the app. So, yeah. yeah. So, what I ended up finding out was that they don't have it in the app yet, but they're working on it, you know, supposedly, hopefully. Um, not like with any kind of deadline, but, yes. but I was able to go in and turn off two factor. So now we're just back to the way it was. But yeah. I think that that's really helpful to know because I didn't, I didn't know that it wasn't in the app. And like if I am going to use another assistant to do certain tasks, like, I need to know if, <laughs> you know. Yeah, they have to have a computer. Yeah, I like, never thought about that, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, which that could definitely come into play for me also if I'm going to be like cross-posting or um, just auditing my listings, which I've really never done. And I've started doing myself, but like you said earlier, it would take me like weeks and months to like get through all of it myself, so. Yeah, and it's something that would be helpful. I love my virtual assistants. I would like die without them. Um, I think the next question, tell me if this is correct. Do you reassign the same SKU number of a returned item or reassign it to a new number? Is that the question that's showing? Yes. Okay. Um, I'll let you go and then I'll, I hate returns, friends. I have like so many returns. This is my returns. <laughs> My niece keeps telling me she's going to come work for me. And I'm like, can you put my, and then she's yeah. 12 and is like, sock came up. And you're like, yeah, that's I, a title. I also hate returns. Um, so I'll just show you what I do for returns. So my items individually don't have SKU numbers. They just have bin numbers. But, you know, same thing, same, same uh, purpose served as far as this question is concerned. So when I get them back, I do the equivalent of, re of assigning a new SKU um, because what I do is as they come in slowly, which they're almost always clothing, by the way, but um, oh, yeah, because of fit and measurements. And, yeah. Right. But I have this lovely cardboard box that says returns. And uh, I just gather up until this box is full. And this is approximately the size of a bin. And so when it's full, I take everything out and I, find it in my spreadsheet and I change the bin number to whatever the new bin is going to be. And I just put them all in a brand new bin. So that's, that's kind of what I do because I get them. I mean, I have returns pretty infrequently relative to the amount of stuff that I sell, but like probably once every two months or something, I have to turn all this stuff over into a new bin. And so if it's been returned in the last two months and I'm the one doing all the shipping and I'm the one processing the returns, I remember that it's in the returns box. <laughs> so that's kind of where I'm at right now. It, yeah. Or if I can't find something on like look up to see if it had been returned. Yes. Because that, so I don't intentionally do what you do, but to a certain extent I do. Yeah. <laughs> Everything that gets returned. So my inventory is actually down in our basement. This is all like stuff that needs to be processed. Yeah. Um, but my office is on our main floor. So when something gets returned, I just throw it in this returned. It still has the same skew on it um, because I don't want to go in and do all of that. Yes. And I am not the most, um, I, the human error for me to do that would be high. And then I would lose something. And then yeah. I would like, it just went yeah. all the different places. I would have to go like, yeah, a kid would um, come in and then I'd get distracted and it would never get assigned. And like, it would just, yeah. be, um, I, I but, say, Oh, go ahead. 
Well, everything goes. So right now I technically have like a returns bin where like if something was returned, I look there. Um, but in theory, it all goes back and I don't reassign a SKU. It has the same SKU because it's in a spreadsheet. It's in eBay. It's in Poshmark. It's on my financial work. Right. right? Like it, it's too much. Well, in my stuff that gets returned. So the bin number for me, just it's just the like location where to find this item. I also, though, because I'm a good spreadsheet person, I, everything has a subject number. So it's, and to me, that's like it, what it functionally is, is the chronological number of like, this is the 20,000th item that's ever been listed in my store. It's just the chronological record of like when things get listed. And so like that subject number doesn't change or it's not assigned a new one so that it's doubled. Like it still stays in its same data string. Is that anywhere but on your spreadsheet? No, but like oh, but you use your spreadsheet to ship. Yes. Well, and, like it would have to be in the eBay SKU or the Poshmark unique thing. Right. So that. like that could be if I wanted to give everything a SKU number, it would be that it would be the subject number. Yes. Yeah. But because I just care about the bin that it's in, it's a separate number. Anyways. Well, and you have probably like in a bin, you can probably easily pick out what it is, right? Where like mine is 20 exactly. pairs of jeans in a bin to where I'm like, I don't know which pair of jeans unless it had a number on it. Yes. Um, Are you okay for a few more minutes? Because I think. Oh, yeah. Okay. My. You have a lot of questions. I know. I like it. Yeah. Um, normally I have to pick up my kids, but they're on fall break and grandma picked up. Um them to go to the zoo so uh same question how many listings is good if you need 20 listings a day oh friends i wish i had my spreadsheet come back and ask me next week because i'll <laughs> yeah. show you my spreadsheet or maybe at the beginning of next week i'll show it to you um yeah. you should sh present it to me because i've never seen it in full i've like heard bits and pieces about it but i haven't seen oh, it yeah. well so there's i have lots of spreadsheets on my uh First, yeah, that we use and show the one i'm referring to is the golden formula for resellers and it just let all these questions about how many listings do I need and what's my sell through rate and how much money and like it does all of that math for you so you don't have to do it. Um, and then I have the dashboard which looks at like your top categories, your top uh, sourcing places, and your top like a uh, whole like analytical thing. Um, so how many listings is good if I need twenty? I don't think I understand this question. If I need twenty listings daily, good for what? Is this the same person who's asking the? Twenty thousand. Is it Cecily? Yes. Oh, do you want me to put it up? I'm looking. Oh no, I. Uh, that person has asked a few questions. Is that not the next one? I love oh, it. Not... I need your spreadsheet. Yes. Is it this one? Okay. How how many listings is good if I need twenty listings daily? Yeah, I'm not sure. Do you mean if you need twenty sales daily? Yeah. Clarify that question. Um, yeah. You can also, just because I can't show things here too, you can, and anybody, this is for anybody, feel free to DM me on Instagram too, if you want yeah. like more intimate. I also found out that YouTube was holding a lot of comments because they thought they were spammy. And so I finally went through them all. Um, and so there was questions like three months ago that I never answered. So if oh, you no. ever answer, ask a question and I don't answer, it's legitimately because I don't see it. Uh, so send yeah. me a, a DM on Instagram if you're like, hey, I asked you a question two weeks ago and you never answered this one. I don't know if this is it. I hope it is. I got top rated today. Congratulations. Yes. That's exciting. And oh, also, I have a question on there's this. another person too. Carol Thomas also got top rated today. Oh, yes. That's two down too. Congrats. Yes, that is super exciting. Anyway, do you know how frequently they check it? Like every yeah. month do they go through and check? Because they don't do it daily. No, it's a certain day of the month. For me, it's the 20th of every month. 
So they do it every month, but it's different for every person. Okay. Someone was asking me, like I hit the metrics and I was like, I know they don't do it every day, but I didn't know if it was monthly or quarterly or. But also there's something about if you have like a defect of some kind where it takes you out. Like for me, that has happened before because of something stupid and it took me 90 days to get back to top rated because it was like, it took that long for it to like fall off of my record or whatever. So there's something important about 90 days, but they reevaluate to make sure you're still hitting it every 30 days or every month. Once a month. Oh, yeah. But then you have to prove for 90 days that you can do it. Maybe so. Or did it take you 90 days to make that percentage? Right. Because some of it's like a percentage game. So you have to like have yeah. some sales to no, make that percentage lower. Mm -hmm. it, may, it may have been. It may have been that. I can't remember why, but it was like. For it to just kind of naturally fall off the end of the of the evaluation like period, it was 90 days. Okay, is this the I would like to make 120k yearly? How much do I sell weekly? Is that the question? Which sounds also, like another case for your golden spreadsheet. It would be, but I'll do it on my calculator. So this is the same person. So she needed 666 a month. So on average, there's four weeks in a month. 166. Uh, week. Um, I'm going to be honest, that's a lot. And that's probably yeah. a lot for one person. Yes. So, and this is where it starts to get complicated. You're likely going to have to do 166 shippings, just shipping <laughs> alone and listing Like to maintain that you probably are going to need at least a second person, which then means that you need to do more than the 120,000 because you're having yes. to pay for someone else as well. It is doable though. Yeah. It I is. just I feel like unless you have just a ton of capital to like dump in to make to you know expedite things and pay people to like do all of the physical kind of logistics that go into all that, it's not something that's easy to do quick, you know? Yeah. Like which I mean that's kind of also easy for me to say because my experience was very much like I built a part-time ramp for like three years before I went full time. And I don't even make that much still. I'm I'm still growing, you know, but like I, I wasn't putting full time effort or capital into it really at all. That's but that's the struggle too, right? And I mean, that's a valid point too. If you're going to quit your job, yes. you, you almost have to have two jobs until you get it to that point, right. which is even more right unless you have unless you have savings and you're like okay for the next six months i have enough savings to where i can do this as my full-time job and like feed through but yeah. that's right your capital up front and to do it um yeah or you start slow time which in that case it's like you have your runway for your runway <laughs> you know right. like yeah but there's so many ways planning. yeah um oh that's not that's just a comment this is the super chat thank you so much uh definitely appreciate that uh other questions yay yay oh my gosh Cicely, i have a little chair like that in my store it's so cute it's like a dollhouse chair that looks just like that is this a question i'm actually meaning the button i can click in my account settings so the customers actually sees their cost at the discount rate oh is there like so that they can see they're paying a discounted rate i don't know if you Oh, I don't know that. I don't know if that exists. I don't know. I don't. Do they know? I don't know. I've never I, considered it. <laughs> we should look into it. Yeah, I don't see my shipping. This I'm glad that you're on here because my shipping's not complicated. So I don't. Mine's pretty straightforward. 
Um, let's see if we have other questions. Don't change your hand anytime. Oh, this is a good comment, and I'm interested what you do. Oh, you have two-day handling on, right? I have one day. Oh, I thought you had two-day because you – I was making that up. No, it's it's sometimes one and sometimes two. I Actually, let me double check. I think it's one day right now. I thought maybe this is when you're on vacation then. I thought you had said it was two-day because you have to go to the um, storage unit and you don't go every day. Oh, that Okay. So it prob that probably was true whenever I told you that, but recently I put it back to one day to just try to give myself a little extra boost. Yes, yes. Um, I would agree that. Well, yeah, I think normally it's every other day that I try to make it more like less time consuming every day. I know the drive there is the hard part. Uh, so someone's saying don't change your handling time to the same day. I hope this is the comment that I put up. Okay. Uh uh, unless you want to go from a hundred percent to 90% overnight. So pissed. Oh yeah. The thing with this. So I met with a growth advisor and that was one of the things he was like, you are under the one day handling. So like I ship faster than one day because I ship every day at lunch. Yes. And so anything that comes in in the morning gets shipped out. So it's same day. And he was right. like, you could do same day. Um, but the nice thing that you can do a same day is you can do same day and they do like a cutoff time at like 10 o'clock in the morning. Yes. You, so can you don't have to do same day all day. Right. Um, but I still was like, and he told me this like two weeks ago and I was like, do you really think that this is the right time when shipping is going to be delayed to lessen <laughs> my handling and my postal yeah. carrier? He's amazing. He picks up every day. I don't even have to schedule it out anymore. If he has a sub, he lets a sub know, but he yeah. takes three weeks off the last three weeks of the month of December off, which is always the worst. Great. <laughs> I was like, this is not the time for me to mess with that. Like maybe in. Uh, July or in January, I can do it. Um, but that's good to know. Do we have other questions? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I would be pissed about that too, though. I, I had that issue when a way you can go from like, I'm sorry. So they said, it, unless you want to go from 100% to 90%. So you can, like Sarah was saying, you can change the cutoff time of what constitutes same day in your shipping settings, which is part of your account settings. Okay. So you can change that cutoff, which will help you probably, but also the more volume that you do, like it's a percentage, right? So the more, if you do a bunch more volume, that's going to wash out sooner yes. and your percentage will get better faster if you're selling more stuff. So just keep that in mind too. Hopefully that will work in your favor in Q4. Yes. Very valid point. Um, and that's with most of the other top rated things too, that if it's a yeah. percentage game too, I've had yeah. people that are like, I lost my top rated. What can I do to get it back? And I'm like, I would, I would clearance your store to like 90%. Like if you can increase your sales ridiculous yeah. and just increase your, it's short term a week or two, you're going to like hate right. sending these items out. Um, <laughs> but in the long run, I think this is the next question. Let me know if you think, is this a question? First of all, did I have the right one? Has anyone noticed the recent eBay update? Okay. That some of their shipping selections have changed. I'm going through 10 items a day to make sure the shipping selection is correct. Oh, blast. I have not noticed this. I do know my light. I'm like standing on my plug. You guys can see I'm like having a rave. If you see like I'm having a rave back there, it keeps going on and off. Um, I It was down, eBay was down on the, the I heard it was down on the West Coast uh, two days ago. And I was having issues like mm. ending items and I was doing a promoted listing and kept giving me. So I just walked away and came back and it worked. And then someone was telling me they were going through and having it wasn't shipping that they were having to update they were having to change something else because it got 
I am in the camp of they do these seller updates and things change. And then in a week they'll come out and say, okay, we fixed it and we're converting. Like I usually just tend to let it give it a couple of weeks work itself out kind of thing before I freak out. Um, I did. There was some update like such a long time ago, like literally probably four years ago that it changed a bunch of my yeah, dimensions and weight. Yeah, And every once in a while I will sell something that's like 10 pounds and it's like, six ounces fits in a 10 by eight by six box. And I'm like, absolutely not. Like <laughs> that is so far from accurate. And did I you have to go in and change them all or did they change it back? Well, it's like some of them fell through the cracks. Yeah. So there's like a few in the haystack that are like messed up still, but it sucks because sometimes people will pay. I mean, you know, they they should have been paying more than they paid for the item for shipping and they pay like nothing for shipping. And then it's just like, Which is I probably why it sold, right? They're like, this should cost me $50 to sell. Yeah. I'm like, great. But I just, so sometimes I'll just eat it depending on the situation, but sometimes I've canceled the sale and been like, I'm sorry, there was like an egregious error in this listing. And like, this was not ever what could have been possible. <laughs> like, sorry. See, and I shipped this, I shipped this morning. Um, and I didn't notice any of my shipping. I think I shipped out like 12 items maybe. And my shipping was all fine. So that's leading me to believe that mine is okay. I'm not yeah. going there. It's Friday. <laughs> I will look at it on Monday if it's still the case. Um, but I'm interested if other people in the chat have it. Do you have a video on how you comp? I do not. Um, don't do you have a, I can tell you because I do it for a virtual assistant um oh. and so it has to be like when I was comping I could go in and like reasonably be like oh well it gets all you know and like each one off what I do is I go in and tell them the virtual assistants to look at the past 90 days what it sold at and I do women's clothing so there's going to be comps it's not like when it's a one-off and yeah like, you have to kind of make it up most of the time there's something else that has sold in the past 90 days and so a sold item they take the average of the sold item in the past 90 days and add 20 percent to it um so i have room for like and then sometimes i'll go in and i just know like i'll go through the listing so they make the drafts yeah. and then i launch it and i'll go in and be like i know like it like becomes intuitive at some point like yeah, yeah. that's true i find too with there's like sort of layers of granularity like okay clothing is a great example. Like I was listing a cardigan from J crew the other day, a men's cardigan. I'm like, okay, well I didn't find too many of this exact cardigan, but you know, here are some other J crew sweaters, <laughs> like yes. men's J crew tops. Okay. Like J crew clothing in general, like you can kind of like get broader and broader if there aren't very many comps. And so it's, you know, that's a little, it's a little more straightforward to like give that example with clothing, right. but that's kind of what I do for all of the super miscellaneous stuff. It's like, or, and sometimes, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I sell where it's like, this is a collector thing, matchbooks or, or whatever. And it's like, I mean, people pay 99 cents for those on the reg. There is no rhyme or reason. Lots of people do auctions on them. 99 cents they get one bid there's like so many of those i don't care i'm not going to list anything lower than 15 dollars in my store so yeah. you can try and make me an offer lower than 15 dollars, and i may take it especially if you're bundling a bunch of them together but like i'm looking for the collector that's going to pay 15 bucks for that and i don't care if a million of them sold for 99 cents so yeah that's well not some of it too and starting off high like I, for the most part well two years ago i used to start off high and now i'm getting less into that because i things aren't selling as well um to where yeah. i'm like i'll sell anything yeah um, do we have other questions 
Hello, friends. You guys are awesome. You have like yes. a whole list of things to chat about. And I don't think we got to any of them. Is there anything that you wanted to touch on before we pop off? I think we got all the questions. If I missed a question, type at the end question in caps lock so I don't miss it. If I did miss it and we get off, send me a DM and I'll answer I'm, it or we'll talk next week about it. Yeah, I was going to say, I want to like throw this out there and maybe we can like think about it and talk about it some more next time. Like this has been on our list for a couple weeks, but yeah. it's more of a like broader kind of question and it came from a conversation which i can i can tell you know more about that next time or whatever if we really dive into it but essentially you know we're all running small businesses essentially and and so there's all these different ways to think about diversification right mm -hmm. and that idea has been coming up a lot especially in the face of possible recession and like all that kind of stuff and people get like kind of nervous about the economy. It's like, oh, we got to be make sure that we're all fortified here. Like diversification is important. But there's like so many ways to think about that. And I kind of just want to pick your brain about it and kind of have a conversation because like in my mind, the immediate thing that I think of is like, well, my inventory is really diverse. Mm. But I'm only on one platform. Yeah. And <laughs> like um, I'm only on one platform, but I also have other like income streams outside of reselling. So that's diversification. So it's like, there's these different like levels or like layers of diversification. And I wonder like how we choose like which ones to like focus on or which ones are important and how it all works together. So that's kind of my like teaser about that conversation. Oh, I'm like ready to have a conversation now. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm so glad. My kids aren't here. Like, let's have at it. As long as well, people aren't saying we're saying and we can talk more if I, we think of other things. But so, I mean, sure. I think this is a good question because I think, especially in reselling, you hear so many people are like different income streams. And that's what yes. I think of when you say diversification. Well, and when we, when we all have that bad day where we're like, clearly I'm a failure and I shouldn't be reselling, get on Indeed and look for jobs. Like, <laughs> oh. Right. <laughs> like, well, and then when you have a bad day here, you have a good day somewhere else. So to me, it's I hadn't thought about inventory because I'm you very can also spread behind. yourself too thin across different endeavors, you know, like right. So when as you were saying this, these are the initial things, and then maybe we can talk more next week if other yeah, things totally. come up. The initial things I thought was things other outside of reselling. Um, because if reselling goes to the, like everyone's saying reselling is taking off. However, what I get concerned with reselling taking off is big businesses are catching on to this yeah. and they're taking over. Right. Um, I can't like Lululemon has a buy. Most of the big retailers have buyback programs. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the big retailers that have buyback programs are coming after the small sellers and saying, Hey, you can't sell this anymore. Which is rude. For clothing. Right. But that's where like everyone's like, oh, you know, reselling is taking off and people want sustainability and stuff. And I'm like, it is. But is there space for the reselling world as we know it? Um, yeah. So I'm always mindful of that. And that's where my diversification comes from. In what other ways can you do it? The other thing that I thought of, so twofold in my business, I am tapped out with how many items that I can have. So growing from that aspect is not ha happening for me unless yeah. I like increase my average sale price a little bit, but not like in large folds. Yeah. And it has a cost of good associated with it. Yeah. Right. Like money. And so what I'm working on growing, and I talked about this at the beginning of the year, um, like with my goals for the year is growing my business in my time. 
Mm. Um, and so that's YouTube. I don't know if you guys have noticed, I've been like cranking out YouTube content, <laughs> um, doing lives, doing presentations. I've started doing like eBay store reviews for people, things that don't have a cost of good associated with it. It's strictly just my time. Yeah. But that it's taken me four years consistently on eBay to get there where reselling, like you can pick up an item, list it and sell it tomorrow. Right. right. Like building up that kind you're of like, you're sort of extrapolating upon your expertise that you now have gained by experience to have more available than just the items that you're selling in your store. Right. Yeah. Well, and cause I thought about like, do I want to just grow my store and not do so much of the other things? And I like, I personally, not from like a money standpoint, it is less risky, but I like having different things. If I was just listing yeah. and photographing and sourcing all, like if that was all of it, I wouldn't. I wouldn't personally like that. And then the other thing, as you were talking, I was thinking about is my spouse. Like our family income is yes. diversified. Yes. Um, he's talked multiple times. Like, what do you think if like we grew the business and we would both work in it? And I'm like, I think we could probably make that work. That terrifies the living shit out of me because yeah. if something happens, like we're both in it. Like if something yeah. happens to me, his income can still take over. And if something happens to him, my income can mostly take over. Um, we would maybe have to change a couple of things, but that's yeah, like from totally. a family, like we're diversified in like the family businesses together that, that freaks me out. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's really fair. That's so interesting. I mean, we're, we're kind of the same way. We, we, <laughs> it's really fun doing our taxes every year and filing all these different schedules that we have for all of our little like side hustles and stuff, but yeah. just like. Like um, to, to your point about your, your family income diversification, like my husband has a W-2 job. He's also a professional musician and he freelances. He plays bass. He's super cool and super chill, of course. Um, and then also he does freelance design because that's like his main nine to five skill set also. And so, you know, he's got like at least those three. And then I've had many various things over the years. Right now, eBay is my main jam. But, you know, I do some other like writing and editing stuff. I've done like little data projects for people. I used to do like craft fairs. I used to have a therapy practice. I used to teach for university. Like, yeah, so you'll be fine because no matter what, like we're very similar in this aspect. Yeah. Like I've done so many different things that like yeah. if reselling for some reason stopped. I would have so many other, like I used to be a hairdresser. I haven't done it in 10 years, but I keep my license. Yeah. Because I'm, I could go walk into a salon tomorrow. Yeah. And get a job. And I can also get shampoo for wholesale. That's really Which why. Is the jam. <laughs> That's worth the license alone. <laughs> yeah. So the amount it costs me every year to renew it, it's shampoo alone pays for it. <laughs> I think we will end on that because I think people, um, after a while, do start to check out. But thank you guys so much for joining. Yes. If you were here, make sure to give a thumbs up for that algorithm. If you're watching this after, you can leave questions down below. Um, and maybe we'll get to them next week or send me a DM or join us next week. This is every single Friday. And I think we've decided we're going to move on to November yeah. as well. Oh, we have because I already scheduled them. We're yeah, going on to November. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely doing it in November. So we'll, we're going to get those. But it's been really great so far. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes. And um, oh, I didn't mention Anna. You have to remind me. Anna has a book as well. <laughs> Every um, week. Here's my another income stream, right? This is like the perfect another, yes, small but mighty income stream. Yes, I, there you go. Um, book about eBay, and I need to put. I keep every time we mention your eBay open presentation, I keep meaning to put it in the description down below. Um, yes. 
because I know it was one of it was one of the best. I was gonna say sidebar. We were a number top one and two um, seller led sessions for all of eBay Open. So you are here hanging out with the proudest, most excited presenters ever <laughs> and mine is mine is on my channel but i will link ebay for mine's in my link three also so oh, okay so then it is down below you just yeah, have to yeah two clicks instead of one um thank you guys so much for joining everyone who gave a super chat i really really appreciate it i have a really awesome video tomorrow about poshmark i don't do a ton of videos about poshmark anymore um but i have a video about poshmark coming out tomorrow and i think that's it have a wonderful weekend yeah. cheers thanks for all the questions it was yeah. great